Hello, thank you for choosing to listen to Theme Park Films Podcast. We are Carla and Holly, two friends from England, who will ride the movies, watch the film and give you our thoughts. You can find us on at Theme Park Films on Twitter. Oh, and just one more thing. If you are driving whilst listening to this podcast, please keep your arms inside the vehicle for the duration of the show. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Theme Park Films. I'm Carla and I'm joined by Holly. Hello. And this week we are discussing Shrek, which was released in the USA on the 22nd of April 2001 and the UK on the 29th of June 2001. But before we delve into that, we're going to talk a little bit about Shrek 4D, which is a ride in Universal Studios. It opened in May 2003, replacing the Alfred Hitchcock Art of Making Movies attraction. And it's still there to this day. So, do you enjoy the ride or the attraction? Um, I think it's one of those things that's very good to get out of the sun for. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say... it. <sighs> Like when it first came out, it was it was a massive attraction, wasn't it? Like you'd be queuing probably sixty minutes. Yeah. Um, but I think once you've done it once, and now maybe the hype of Shrek isn't around so much, you would only want to go in there either if there's been a big thunderstorm and it's raining. Yeah. Or it's quite hot and it's just it's a five minute queue. Get on, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the queue times now, so uh, it's 8 o'clock here, so what is it, about uh, how many hours back are they? Five hours back? So three, that's three o'clock, is it? Yeah, about three o'clock there, and Shrek is on 20 minutes, which is the lowest. Even E.T. is on 35 minutes. On a random Tuesday? Yeah. What about Men in Black? 40 minutes. Oh, God. Where are you getting this from? What? I don't um, believe it. it. It's true. Um, the longest queue, no surprise, Potter. No, I apologise. Not Minions. Potter. Yes, Despicable yeah. Me, 90 minutes. Yeah, always, always got a massive queue. But anyway, we digress. We do digress. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's... I would say with a queue of 20 minutes when you've got E.T. on 35 minutes, I'd say it's probably going to get chopped from the park within the next couple of years. Oh, you heard it here first. That's just my prediction, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you think of the ride? Not the attraction. I need to stop calling it a ride. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a ride-stroke attraction, isn't it? Because it does move, but it's not really, you know, the seats move. That's about it. Yeah. Um, I really liked it when it first came out. Yeah. And I thought it was very funny. And I liked the first part that you went in because it's got an Iron Maiden uh, torture device hanging on the ceiling, which is uh, what the band's named after. I mean, I literally learn something every time we do a podcast. <laughs> what have you learned there? That well, the band's named after a torture device? 
yeah, I just I didn't really, I didn't actually know that's what it was called. Uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> for, the, for those that don't know, my, my favourite band by, by a mile to the point of obsession is Iron Maiden and they were named after a medieval torture device which um, is featured in the waiting room for Shrek. I liked that bit in there because obviously you got you had all the characters like the pigs and stuff and Pinocchio. Yeah. And the um and Gingy. Yeah, Gingy. Now, is his name Gingy or is that just something you call him? <laughs> no, that's his name. Okay. You mentioned it the other day, Gingy, and I'm like, I actually thought you were talking about someone else. Like someone, that, yeah. Someone ginger that we know, and I'm like, who's ginger? Yeah, because he says something. He, he says something about himself in it. Okay. Like he confirms he's um he's called ginger. Okay, that's fine. I don't disbelieve you. I just don't remember that at all during the film. Yeah. So the ride is that uh, you go in and you speak. They they they've got the speaking mirror on the wall. And um, you have to go and help Shrek flee from Lord Farquhar. You get on, you go into this kind of cinema auditorium, um, but the seats move, so you you kind of feel like you're running along with Shrek and Donkey, don't you? Yeah. And I think for the time, it was good. Yeah, I do, yeah, I quite liked it. However, as always being old school, I do have an issue with it replacing Hitchcock. But we can't have just a theme park, which is a time warp. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, you could always expand, couldn't you, and keep, like, classics. Because Hitchcock is going to be remembered in hundreds of years' time. Shrek is not... Yeah, but they'll change it. They'll change Shrek. And like you said, you've heard it here first. Two years, it'll be gone. But still, everyone knows what Hitchcock is. Yeah, but do they like it? Well, no, everyone likes Hitchcock. And Hitchcock was a genius. Surely everyone. I mean, you know, I don't watch a lot of Hitchcock films because most of them terrify me and I'm a real wuss. However, the man was a genius. Um... Does it have a shop? Yes, it does have a shop. Again, but, it's like it's a bit of one of those places that, apart from Gingy, I don't really know why what you'd want to buy. Yeah, I I remember looking through the LA shop with my friend because she wanted to get a keyring for someone that liked. Shrek, but it was at the time where it had just come out and it was like quite a big, it was still quite a big film and I think the second one had just been released. So I had vague recollection of looking for a key ring for someone. But I, yeah, I think it's just bog standard donkey, Princess Fiona, cuddly toy maybe, I don't know. Again, I don't really know how well it would do. It'd be really interesting to know what the top-selling shops were in Universal, wouldn't it? I mean, obviously the Harry Potter ones, without a doubt. Yeah. I know you don't like to admit that. No, I'll that give you that. It would be that. It would be the Minions. Um, and again, I, I would argue with Shrek that we don't even buy anything in there. 
I think Shrek will be down the bottom with Jimmy Fallon's T-shirts, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if there is anything online that kind of indicates what that. They probably wouldn't release that kind of information. Probably not. We need a Universal Studios employee, please. Get in touch. Um, let us know. You know, maybe we could work it out from the rosters, like who who has the most staff in a shop or something like that. Yeah. We just need we details, don't. don't we? Yeah. As much information as possible. If you work for Universal Studios, please get in touch with us. We want to be your friends. <laughs> yeah. So we can get crucial information. <laughs> Right, so moving on to the film, I must admit, when, when we said we were going to do this one, I wasn't really looking forward to it. For some reason, I think it's just because they made too many in the end. I thought I was sick of it. Like, I agree. So but when, when, we did it, well, yeah, like when we said, oh, we're going to do this film, I was a bit like, oh, all right. Yeah. Sure. Mm. But it was quite, quite the turnaround. It was really funny. Yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So I'd forgotten just how funny the first one was. I don't think I've seen them all. I think I saw the second one. Was that with the Puss in Boots in it? I've definitely seen that one. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the third, and I don't know if they've made a fourth. Why haven't you seen the third one? I think I was just over it by that point. What happens in the third? I think the third one is my favourite one. What? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I really like the third one. Apart from Justin Timberlake's in it, and he's a bit annoying. What's he doing in it? He plays the prince. Oh. But Shrek 2 is, is probably my favourite then. Okay, so you've just changed in two seconds. Yeah, yeah I really like Shrek 2. Right, okay. So we start off the film um, and it starts like a fairy tale and then you see him tearing a page out of a fairy tale book and using it for toilet paper, which kind of sets the tone for the rest of the film, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's got a great soundtrack as well. I don't know if you would have picked up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> there was a part in it that really made me laugh with Pinocchio in it that said... Um, they were going to give five shillings for the possessed toy when he said he was a real-life boy. Yeah, that was quite at the beginning, wasn't it? Yeah. And the so, little bear was really cute when he, like, they were trying to obviously take them. Why were they trying to get rid of them all? Well, they, wasn't Lord Farquhar just hoping to deport them all somewhere? Oh, and then, uh, that's why they all went to the swamp? I believe so, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Um, now, obviously, I think I've already told you about this, but you're, you're, I think we're going to go down the same route again as like what I've said previously. But um, Donkey really annoys me. Okay. So this is another Dory situation. Yeah. Um, you can find that on our Finding Nemo podcast if you would like to download that. Um, Holly is the only person in the world that dislikes Dory and she's now confirmed she's the only person in the world that dislikes Donkey as well what is your problem with Donkey I just found the character really annoying also I don't really like Eddie Murphy a lot 
Now, I'll give you that. I really don't like Eddie Murphy. I, I, think, really I think it was after all of that thing, you know, when he he lied that Mel B was having his baby. I just can't get past that. <laughs> he betrayed the Spice Girl, and in your eyes, that's unforgivable. Yeah. I kind of forget it's Eddie Murphy, to be honest. Yeah, like, I, just, I just can't get past that. Okay. It annoys me because... Obviously, Donkey sort of invites himself to stay at Shrek, but then he says, yeah, you can stay, and then sort of says he can't, well, he then puts him outside, and I'm just like, that's not really inviting someone to stay, is it? Well, it is a donkey. Well, he is an ogre. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, I just thought it was a bit rude, actually. Yeah. And then that's obviously when all of the characters come. Yes, so all of the characters arrive, and this was a, a, a really funny bit when Snow White turns up on the table and he says no dead broads on the table, which yeah. I thought was hilarious. And then we go to Lord Farquhar, yeah. torturing the gingerbread man to give the um, location of all the other fairy tale creatures. Yeah, and then Gingy says, you're a monster. He does. <laughs> he does. Um, and then he talks to uh, the magic mirror and um, he's told that to be king, he must marry a princess. And he's given uh, three choices, Cinderella, Snow White or Princess Fiona. And he, he goes for Princess Fiona. And that, I, that whole scene I thought was really funny. Mm-hmm. Like when they're going through and then when he says something about Snow White living with eight, eight men. Then he yeah, gets, but she's not easy. <laughs> and kiss her dead frozen lips. <laughs> so yeah, I did really like that scene. So that was obviously based on I don't know what the American equivalent of blind date is. Is it Love Match or something like that? That rings a bell. Is that the the show that used to be on? But it's obviously um, a parody of that. And I was surprised that they managed to mention so many Disney characters and get away with it. Obviously, Snow White wasn't created by Disney, but I still thought there might be a little bit of trouble surrounding that. Why? Who was it? Who was it created by? I think Snow White was like a fairy tale before Disney bought the rights. Oh right, okay. Probably how they got away with the the ones that they did mention. Yeah. So then um, Shrek arrives. And he ends up being um, into negotiations that to get his swamp back, he needs to capture the princess for Lord Farquhar. But I liked that when they went to the, when him and Donkey went to the castle, it said something like a 45 minute wait. Yes. And I and was like, haven't we all queued 45 minutes for that ride? Like in the heyday, you'd have yeah. queued 45 minutes for that ride. You would. And it was also, um, as they walked in, it was kind of like creepy dolls singing, which was obviously a, a little bit of a dig at Small World as well. They did they did kind of go to town taking the mickey out of Disney on this one. They get to uh, the castle that they've got to rescue Fiona from, and there's a dragon there. But luckily, she falls in love with Donkey. Yeah, they have babies. Are they donkeys or dragons? Well, a mix. So how big are they? Um, they're smaller than donkey, but obviously they're just babies. 
Because she's quite large, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. She's a plus-sized dragon. She is. Oh, okay. Google um, them. They're very cute. Okay, I will look that up. I probably won't get round to watching the third Trek film, I must admit. No, just but, Google. Uh, Google them. I will, I, will, I will Google it. And maybe it was on the second one and I've just completely forgotten. I think maybe it was at the second, but like the very, very end. Like, you know, where you've got to watch... You know, you've right. got to like watch to the credits. Yes. Like that. I think it might have been there. Okay, fair enough. So they managed to escape um, with Princess Fiona, and she's disappointed when she sees um, that her rescuer is an ogre. Bit rich coming from her. A little bit rich when we know what's coming up, isn't it? Yeah. Bit disappointing. And also, why couldn't you? Why can't she tell? <laughs> you know, like it's such a shock. It's like you've got eyes. He's only got like a helmet on his head. You can still see he's green. <laughs> yeah. I I think one of my favourite scenes was where um, she was singing with the bird, and the bird tries to hit the high note, and it just explodes. That yeah. bit really made me laugh again. I'd forgotten all about it, and it's very funny and then Robin Hood appears but Robin Hood was is English why was he French when he's English I don't know did that bother you a little bit right I I didn't really I didn't really take that much it didn't concern me well he's ours isn't he Robin Hood we don't have a lot representing us we've got like you know Simon Cowell the chase those are the only big exports we've got right now (laughs) <laughs> um, but then really he shouldn't have been in the film at all because he should have just stayed in in the forest shouldn't he, he should. in Nottingham yeah so, what was he hanging around there yeah and I doubt, I doubt it would have been based in Nottingham I don't think it was based from what I saw it didn't resemble it so throughout this he that um, Fiona and Shrek are starting to fall for each other but then she kind of freaks out a little bit when it gets to sunset and we, we don't really know why at that point point. and I thought she must have a very elasticated dress <laughs> because it's quite snug isn't it when she's you know glam princess Fiona yeah and then obviously it can stretch Quite a bit. It's not like the Hulk, where like his pants rip. <laughs> no. It literally expands with her. And you'd think if it was going to keep doing that day after day, you know, like the elasticity would wear out. It would lose its shape. It would. <laughs> it really pretty, would. Pretty quickly, I would have thought. <laughs> so Donkey is the one that uncovers the fact that Fiona is an ogre. And she tells him that a spell was put on her that said, until you find your true love, first kiss, then you find true love, real form. If I've written that down right, that makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, but I get, I get where you're going with it. Yeah, I probably wrote that down wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's not a direct quote, I'm summarising. <laughs> so there's miscommunication between her and Shrek. She thinks he's not interested. She thinks he's not interested. And she goes off with Lord Farquhar. 
I like at one point there's a scene where he's sat in bed drinking a martini. Yeah. I just thought, that looks nice. You know, like, it's quite... <laughs> he's just nice and relaxed. I liked that. Okay. Donkey convinces Shrek to go after her with the help of the dragon. Yeah. And they find her and Shrek at the altar, um, who sees that she really is an ogre, and obviously Lord Farquhar is disgusted by this. Yeah. Proves he's a bit shallow, perhaps. Um, no, I wouldn't say so. I think so. Beauty is only skin deep. <laughs> yeah, but you, I feel like you probably felt missold. <laughs> you felt like you should have gone for Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this was a really nice ending, really, that they have, uh, Fiona and Shrek do have a kiss, but she remains an ogre and she says, I don't understand, I'm supposed to be beautiful. And he replies, but you are beautiful. And that was a... Aww. It was a nice moment and I think it probably changed quite a lot in in Disney films even, even though it wasn't a Disney film. Historically, it's always been, you know, the goody is the beautiful one. And I think they've kind of tried to change that a little bit as they're going along now. Do you feel that that had an impact? Yeah. I just think, you know, since then, and then you've had a few films that, you know, aren't really based around the box and the beautiful princess and the charming prince coming. You know, you had um, Frozen, which arguably they're both, you know, beautiful, but it wasn't really the... The man that saved the day, it was the girls that saved the day. And also Brave, like that that wasn't that didn't have a man in it either. I haven't seen Brave. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> I like the Brave um oh what are they call the Brave Float in the parade because that has a, a dragon on it that breathes fire. And that's quite cool. Well, maybe you should watch it. Or just watch the parade. <laughs> yeah, all that. You know, and then I'm guaranteed to like it then. <laughs> True. After the brisk 90 minutes. So, we had a few shout-outs on this film. Not as many as Roger Rabbit, which I think proves Roger Rabbit was the superior film. But there you are. So, from Instagram, we've had at Lyle... One nine eight eight nine, who I believe is your friend. Yes. Says he wasn't sure about about Shrek being Scottish. So I did look into this as to why, when Mike Myers is Canadian, he decided to do it Scottish. And apparently, his mum used to read him bedtime stories in Scottish, in a Scottish accent, and he really liked it. Oh right, so, and that was that was it then. That's where it came from. That was where it came from. So his, his mum and dad are English, but they're not Scottish. Um, I believe they were from Liverpool. Oh, but, right. yeah, his mum used to put on a, a Scots accent to read him bedtime stories, and he, he kind of thought that might fit in with the fairy tale here. So that's why he put on a Scottish accent. I mean, I think it sort of it makes sense for him to be Scottish. It kind of fits with the character, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it doesn't shock me. No. It doesn't bother me, to be honest. 
it's fine. I don't have an opinion either way. It's just Lyle. Just Lyle, I'm afraid. Um, and then we've had uh, Cindy, our official American correspondent specialising in New Jersey, who says, I love it, it's so quotable. And when she sent that, it was before I'd rewatched it, and I just thought, really? But I'm with her now. Yeah. I'm back. I'm back on Team Shrek now. Yeah. I really, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with her. And then we've had, um, and I'm beginning to wonder if this is just a publicity company that wants to mention at Black Onyx Agency. Oh, there's a clue. Yeah, I think it might be. They just said dope. So they've not even really made a good effort. <laughs> where, where did you get that from? <laughs> that was from our Instagram account. I think it might be spam, and we've just given them a free plug. That's what happens when you get someone like me running the Instagram account. They wouldn't have got through you. If you bothered to log into it, you would have been like, well, that's not getting a mention. Next week we're going to have, this is from whatever PR company, blah, blah, blah. It's a hand clap. <laughs> so uh, those are the shout outs not, not many this week and uh, we did give them quite a lot of notice so Shrek hasn't attracted quite as much attention it will be interesting to see how many downloads this gets <laughs> I think it's just one of those films though where it's like it's good Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those, like, it doesn't have, like, a lasting memory of being, like, funny. But then when you're watching it, there are some really, really funny bits in it. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those films where, you know, like, even now I'd be like, yeah, it was all right. But, you know, at the time I was like, actually, this is really funny. Yeah, definitely. Um like, I don't even remember the first time I saw it. And I am usually, I can even remember, like, what screen number I went in normally when I remember the first time I saw a film. And I truly don't remember the first time I ever saw it. I don't remember the first time I ever saw this one. I remember, I think it was the third one. It must have been the third. Um, randomly, when we were on holiday with friends in Florida... We went to go to the cinema to go and potentially watch a film, and someone was just like to us, "Oh, if you just give a donation to charity, we'll give you a free cinema ticket." Wow! <laughs> so we only had to pay a dollar. Did you? Was that the minimum requirement? Were you like, "How how little can I get away with giving?" Yeah, and we we only we only did all give a dollar each. <laughs> I mean, you give a dollar to, like, the bus driver that that takes you to Disney World. I gave a dollar tip for a coffee I got once, you know? <laughs> really? Are we, you supposed to give tips? See, this is the problem with America, right, that I don't understand the tipping system. And I think it's supposed to be, like, 10%, isn't it? Yeah, but it's just, it's too much math to work out in such a short space of time. I mean, Americans must be great at math because not only do they have to work out tips, no tax is added to any of their um, anything. So you have to add the tax on. Yeah. 
Like it's, it's, it's I find it's infuriating and I end up um, if I'm not paying on card and I'm actually paying cash, by the end of the holiday, I've just got like literally a purse full of pennies yeah. or one pot. Because I, I, I can't work that out. I can't work out what, what your tax is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so obviously you've got to pay your tax, you've got to pay your tips. I mean, you could be bankrupt by the end of trying to buy something. Yeah, I mean, I find it exhausting, and as as we were saying, going back to tips, which is where it all started, I I find it exhausting knowing who I should be tipping, and even things like you know, if some bloke comes to like we when I stayed there uh, a couple of years ago with my friend, the smoke alarm kept bleeping, so we had to call maintenance, and then I ended up thinking, do I tip this man for fixing a problem? Yeah, which is not your fault. It's not my fault. So I gave him a, like a dollar and he looked quite angry as if, are you kidding me? Oh, what? A dollar. Oh, right, like he expected more. He expected more, I think. And I thought I was being, you know, my friend didn't want me to give him anything. She was like, well, no, it, they're fixing a problem. You shouldn't give him anything. And also, I think that it's one of those things that shouldn't just be expected. So when I was in some, and I get that they don't get paid as much and blah, blah, blah. But actually, you know what they're doing now in some places. So like, there's one restaurant I want to go to in New York. And I mean, it is, it is very expensive. But they actually say on it, we do not accept tips. Like under no circumstances will we take any tips. Wow. Because they're like, well... You know, you should. You're paying like I don't know, nearly four hundred dollars for a dinner. Your staff should be there. You know, they should be working. They should be getting paid well enough to be working there. Like that, it shouldn't be reliant on tips. Mm-hmm. So, a few restaurants are moving to that policy. Norm, like you know, like in San Francisco and stuff. So the really high end restaurants. Yeah, I think, but I think it's like the it's probably changing a bit when i went to boston with um some friends we uh it was just like a steakhouse and we tipped and i was actually with an american at the time uh not the official american correspondent a different american and they ran out but she she didn't see what we were leaving at a tip we were like we'll pay for this because, you know, she was putting us up. So we paid. So she didn't see what we left. And they, the waiter ran out after us and gave us the tip back. And he was like, if that's all you're going to leave, I don't want it. And it ended up, you know, she got into a bit of an argument with them. And, like, you know, they're British. You know, they don't understand the, the tip system. There's no need to be rude to them. I think we left him, like, you know, $5 or something, which probably wasn't enough in hindsight for four people. But, you know... I, I I do feel it was a little bit rude to run out and just shove it at us like that. I mean, that is outrageous. Yeah. Well, it's a minefield, isn't it? I know. Or this... do you do you still tip even if the service is absolutely appalling? Some people would say yes. I've walked out. I've walked out of restaurants before. One of them in a very very nice restaurant in Charleston. The service was absolutely appalling. I didn't leave any tip. Wow. I just See, thought, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have the guts. Oh, I mean, I literally was like, quick, quick, go. 
<laughs> and I can sound all ballsy about it now, but that wasn't quite how it played out. See, I quite like it here that you, you kind of know who you tip. You tip your hairdresser, you know, a taxi driver, and if you get good service in, in a restaurant, and then you tip. But do you know what? If you didn't want to tip anyone, nobody would be offended. Actually, the last time I um, had my hair done, I forgot to tip, and I ran back about 10 minutes later with the tip for her because I felt really bad. And she was just so moved that I'd actually gone back in with a tip. So obviously it's bog standard that often people don't tip her. I don't really tip. don't really understand why. Well, no, neither do I. I don't understand why we should tip, to be honest. Um, you know, because we, we don't get tips in our job. But there are certain professions that I think is just a, a known that you tip them. But in America, it's a minefield because you just don't know who you're supposed to be tipping. And then I always used to tip, um, like, the maids, the maid service. And at the end of the holiday, I would just leave, you know, $20 in the room with just with a thank you. And then I found out you're not supposed to do that. That's really frowned upon because it could be, you know, that maid has just walked in and she's got $20 and it's been another maid cleaning your room for the past fortnight. So apparently every day you're supposed to leave a tip for the maid. I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, so when I went to San Francisco, I, 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 like, you know, when I only went for the weekend in November, I flew out. I didn't have, I literally didn't even have any dollars on me at all. Like, I only had card. So I went to get a coffee from this, like, you know, really nice coffee place. But literally, I just went and ordered. I, you know, I said, "Can I have this?" And then I walked from that counter to go and collect my coffee I mean they didn't there's nowhere in that process they did anything outstanding they didn't bring it to a table or anything but it comes up on the screen and it says so what like a five dollar coffee say it says yeah. do you want to tip one dollar two dollar three and then it says press for another amount but you know I was I was on my own I was like god I just, just stuck a dollar down <laughs> and then I had a few coffees on my own, and then Adam came and met me and was like, what are you doing? Tipping on, firstly, tipping a dollar, that's outrageous, and secondly, <laughs> tipping on something that they're not even doing anything. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just didn't know what I was doing. That is quite sneaky, isn't it? Because that's like not even giving you an option. I mean, yes, it's like other, but would there have been another where you could have just put no? <laughs> yeah, or even, you know, like 25 cents. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And then, obviously, we got to the hotel when we were leaving the hotel. So, I, Adam had been there all week. So, I mean, the bill was, this wasn't a cheap hotel. Um, we had gone out for the day, said, can we leave our luggage here, left our luggage here. And literally, uh, we went to go and get our luggage back and said, can we get our luggage? That took a bit of time. We were waiting around. I mean, I could see my luggage, you know. I could have just walked in and picked it up myself. The guy came over, dropped our luggage off, and we said, thanks. He continued to stand there. Oh, no. and, and we were like, okay, thank, thank you. Stood there, got the money out of his pocket, started counting it. And Adam was like, I don't have any money. Like, yeah. It's just, it's like, that's how you want to leave that hotel experience. Yeah. Rude. Very, very rude. I, I find it quite rude as well. 
Like, I think if you, particularly if you know somebody isn't from the country, even if they are, it's like, it shouldn't be expected. If you get it, that's really, really nice. But if you don't get it, it shouldn't be, you shouldn't be made to feel bad because you don't want to tip someone. And then obviously, like, the next experience is like, we're going to get into a car and someone else outside is like trying to get like our luggage into the boot. And Adam was like, no it's fine like I don't have any money like I'll do it and the guy's like oh don't be ridiculous like it's nothing you know I'll do it and it's like well talk to your friend (laughs) (laughs) anyway enough about tipping and tax although I'm sure we've entertained people no end and I'm sure we'll have loads of people say oh but they only get paid a dollar well, you know, I mean, um, my friend is a hairdresser in America, so maybe that's why I'm so defensive of tipping hairdressers, because I know that they do rely on tips. And I don't have an issue with, with tipping a hairdresser, because I think it is more of a, a personal service. But I don't think I should be made to feel bad. I mean, I gave I gave my hairdresser a fiver. God. Tip, which I think is quite good. Really good. Um. But it probably didn't work out. It definitely wasn't 10% of what I paid. So in America, that fiver, and then she probably would have given it back to me. And said, what the hell? Yeah. She probably would have, like, scrumpled it up and threw it in your face and said, don't you ever offend me like this again. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even half of what I actually, you know, it wasn't even half of 10% of what I what I actually paid. So if my hairdresser was American, I would have offended her greatly. Yeah. But thank God she's from Camberley and loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you would like to add on Shrek? No, I don't think so. Lovely. If you have any comments at all on tipping, on Shrek, on Universal Studios and their shops, please get in touch at Theme Park Films on Twitter. You can email us themeparkfilms at hotmail.com and you can follow us on Instagram, Theme Park Films Podcast. And we will see you again soon. Bye.